1: Time for the Forty Niners Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman.
0: What is going on, faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. We are recording this live Thursday just before 4 p.m. PSAT, uh, or sorry, Pacific Standard Time. So if you are getting some new news, um, yeah, there's some Sherman stuff dropping out there. Now, nothing officially has come across the Twitter line, but um just came out a report uh that their agent and uh, richard sherman who is his own agent <laughs> um, has had some preliminary talks with the 49ers now this is awesome news i love it uh we'll see where that fits and if something drops during this episode please i'm sure count countdown crew i see you guys out there will light up the chat um so we're going to be talking about that for sure we've got a clip of john lynch talking about and kyle shanahan talking about richard sherman but we are going to focus the majority of attention today, as we said, as we go through our draft kind of plays and what we have for these new guys, we're going to dive as deep as possible into each one of these, these players. And today is awesome because we're going to be focusing on the one true starter, week one, if all shakes out you know the way it's supposed to, that's Aaron Bates, Second round pick, Aaron Banks out of Notre Dame. Now, this guy, and again, you know, obviously you trade all that draft capital up for Trey Lance. He's not going to be starting week one unless a crazy trade takes place from now and then, which I highly doubt. Because again, Trey Lance, um, there's not a market for Jimmy Garoppolo. All the teams got their quarterbacks, whether, you know, their third round, second round, whatever. The market isn't there. So Jimmy Garoppolo staying put. We'll have to see when Trey Lance starts. We'll talk a little bit about that at the end of the podcast. You know, Jed Yorks has got some stuff that he put out there, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, Jed York's turning into a comedian. That seems to be the goal of what he's wanting to do. Um, but um, what, we do have giveaways because, man, the draft process has been fun and very, very beneficial to the 49ers Rush podcast. And I want to say thank you. To all all the people that subscribe and listen, our YouTube channel surpassed 7,000 subscribers, which is awesome. Um, Our Twitter, uh, you know, at JL... Underscore Chapman past 9,000 followers on Twitter. And, you know, we're not relenting. <laughs> These things are, you know, fun metrics. It's not what you gain or measure success by. Yeah, I measure success by the relationship that I build with you guys and the emails and all the comments back and forth. That's where I gauge how this podcast is doing. But it is exciting. Because we are continuing to step up our game. And that's kind of what we want to do. And so in honor of those two things, we're giving away two t-shirts today, baby. Uh, two Trey Area t-shirts uh, that we're going to be giving away today. Uh, just just for the heck of it, because why not? Uh, <laughs> you got to celebrate with friends. And that's kind of what we got today. Now, again, if you guys have questions, we are going to get to some Q&A. But again, I want to focus on our new starting right guard as much as possible. Um, And, yes, I am going to do this for more as well. We will be, you know, as we get into the later draft picks, we'll probably do half and half episodes. But, again, we're doing a full episode today on Aaron Banks. Our next episode is going to be a full episode on Trey Sermon. Then we're going to do a full episode on Ambry Thomas. Um, Those guys, they kind of deserve in those first three rounds, they deserve it because those are projected starters. Now, we didn't have a fourth rounder. And then we got, you know, a handful of fifth-round and sixth-round guys. You know, Jalen Moore, uh, Demo, um, Talanoa, he's got to, you know, and Elijah Mitchell. So uh, these next three players, they're going to get their own episode. They deserve it because they're all projected starters in the near future. So, yes, uh Diving in and again the patreon subscribers just want to say thank you. you passed over 200 patreon subscribers Which is incredible and you know, one of my favorite things about it is You know just building those relationships and comments and all that stuff and the fact that people aren't leaving uh, You know people ask for something and we're going to create it and so again this community is just growing So if there's ever anything you want Please feel free to reach out to us uh, you probably Twitter is the best way but if that's not your thing, I get it. I know there's a, a huge crowd out there that's not Twitter, whatever. Uh, email 49 podcast at gmail.com. That is the place if you have a question or you have something. And I'm going to do my best to get to I can't get to everybody. Uh, a lot of emails coming through, but I love that. That's great. So let's talk about Aaron Banks because, again, this guy is starting. <laughs> like it, It's already been put out there. Kyle Shady was asked, you know, well, what's this mean for the rest of the interior offensive line? What's this mean for Brunskill? Because you brought in Alex Mack at center. Obviously, he's starting. Um, you're paying him starter level money. Um, there's no Alex Mack starting no matter what. So the consensus before the draft was Brunskill's going to slide to right guard. What's that look like? Well, Aaron Banks is now the starting right guard. And like, he gets this job. They, tra- they traded back in the second round, but he's starting six foot. He's huge now. Uh, and you know, you look at kind of what came across with Aaron Banks, and there were some different measurements that are out there. Six, five, six foot five. He's a big old boy. Six five, three twenty five. Um, way bigger than what we're used to 80 inch wingspan, which is okay. All right. You know, he's in the 73 percentile. So One of the things, and we're going to go through a lot of clips here. I've got a lot loaded. I probably won't show them all. If you want to see the full, all the breakdowns, that's on Patreon, obviously. I've already got one game up. Got way more coming. Um, So just understand there's a lot more coming on Patreon, more than you'd ever want to see of these guys. But if they play to snap, we're going to see it. That's all there is to it, especially for these top-end guys. But big and big and big. That's what this guy gets. And he's athletic. Yeah, he he kind of gets a little bit of a bad rap for his movement. It's not great, but a 31-inch vertical is pretty damn special for a guy that's 325 pounds. That puts him in the 85th percentile of all interior offensive linemen in the NFL. So he, he's got some explosiveness to him. And, again, what are the main issues with the 49ers offensive line? Sure as hell ain't run blocking. And it doesn't matter who we put in that right guard. The run game keeps working. The issues are quarterback hits that that's number 1 this guy doesn't allow any of those and consistency those are the two things that I think Aaron Banks does better than anything better than anything he had 31 straight starts and so you ha- you're you're increasing this Continuity, which is the more important across the offensive line than any other position group in the NFL. You you could sub in, you know, defensive linemen, linebackers, you can pull in and out. Secondary is probably the second most important. Wide receivers, they're coming in and out of the game. Nope. If you're an offensive lineman, you go in play one, you finish every damn play. You never come off the field. And so with Aaron Banks, you get some of that. Now, th- this first clip is kind of just breaking down again. Some of this might be a little reiterated with what I said, but I think it's important just to see what it is that he does. And just, he he's like the damn Eclipse. <laughs> he blocks out defenders. So here's a quick clip on Aaron Banks and just exactly who he is. All right, so excited to finally be breaking down an actual 49ers draft pick. We're going to be doing the second round pick. Big man, Aaron Banks, Notre Dame, 6'3", 325. And you're going to see right off the bat, this dude is huge. You just look at the body. Not a prototypical Kyle Shanahan offensive lineman. He is a mountain of a man. Again, 325 pounds. And he is a chore to get around. Now, what does this symbolize? What does this bring? This is kind of who he is here. He gets stacked up a little bit. Does not give up ground ever. Not necessarily a body mover. That's not really his game. But you do not get pushed back into the quarterback, this guy here. And he's, again, one of those dudes. He's not the highlight real guard that you usually are looking for. Okay, That's not really what his game is. He's a guy that just gets it done. It's consistency. You know, whenever I'm watching film, not whenever I'm doing my breakdowns, I I just type, okay, what is it I think? What is it I see? What is it I feel? And Kyle Shanahan alluded to something whenever he was talking about Trey Lance. And it's the way in which he evaluates film. He does a plus or minus system. And this guy doesn't get minuses. You go through a whole half, a whole game, and there's like two plays where you're like, oh, that might not have been a great play. But at the same time, it's like, All right, like there's so many positive, consistent plays. Again, didn't miss a game. Uh, 31 straight starts. Wide bodied guard, that's a chore to get around. You cannot get around this dude. Hands are good, quick to engage. Um, You know, not the best hands, but they are quick, which is nice. And athleticism is better than you would expect, especially for somebody his size. Now, the main question was, and again, I'm guilty of this big time. I took, he wasn't on my big board because I do a 49 ers Citric podcast, like, obviously. So my board is going to reflect that of the 49ers. And so whenever you look at him and you say, all right, this isn't the guy the 49ers are going to be drafting because, again, he's too big. It doesn't fit. We like smaller guys. So whenever you go through the film and you start looking at the zone and kind of what he does, he graded out great in zone. Pro Football Focus gave him an 87.2 in the zone game. Now, Notre Dame didn't do it a lot, and he got an 82, um, sorry, and a 64.7 in a power gap scheme. So it's interesting, right? You got this bigger-bodied guy that graded out so much more positively in the zone scheme, usually smaller, quicker, whatever else. And this is my favorite clip that we're going to watch, okay? Again, Notre Dame doesn't do a lot of zone. They do some zone. But this shows you how he will fit in in the 49ers scheme because you're going to see the lateral movement in reaching an interior defender, which is what he's going to be doing in and out. Now, again, he's playing left guard in all these clips. He'll be playing right guard for us. But here's a clip showing what Aaron Banks brings to the zone system. Big number 6-9 here. Aaron Banks, this is fun, man. Woo! Favorite play so far. You want that zone scheme. Look how quickly he crosses the face. Of the, that's not even a shade. That's a head up nose tackle. That's head on. He's got to go across the two eye, across the shade to head up. Watch how quickly he gets there. Whoop. Look at that. You know, he's not the most mobile guy. Okay. I'm gonna be honest with you. But this is a very, very positive play. This is what he's gonna have to do in Kyle Shanahan's offense. You want to cross his hat. This is what the running backs looking for whenever they're running. Doing a Tommy Trimble Wildcat set here. So what you're looking for in the zone scheme, you know, if it's outside zone, inside zone, whatever, you're trying to find a gap with no hats in it. So whenever he crosses that, his hat's on the inside now, this is open. You got the linebacker. This one's closed. This one's closed. So these are the plays, you know, if you're like, man, he's not really a scheme fit. Hey, zone block, he had a better zone block grade than a power grade crossing over three techniques that is huge right there that is great and I think the problem again just re-watching that clip you just see it he's just so thick his upper body is just wide and so even compared to the other offensive linemen with Notre Dame you look at him you're just like that's a big dude uh, he's just big uh but it's there And so there's some good things and some bad things about this, you know. But he did perform well in zone. Is this the guy that you're going to see 20 yards downfield and all that stuff? You don't see a lot of that in Notre Dame. That's not really what they do. Can he do that? All right. Yeah, we'll see. But we haven't seen it yet. But as far as the outside zone, which is the bread and butter for the 49ers— He excels at it. We'll get into some combo blocks and all that stuff. But, hey, it's time to do a giveaway, baby. Here's our first of two giveaways today for that Trey Area T-shirt. This one goes to at that guy underscore Ryan, at that guy underscore Ryan. Now, I know that this giveaway, congratulations, my friend. We got another giveaway coming today, uh, two shirts away today. And, And I understand that this giveaway was kind of centric to Twitter. And I know a lot of people aren't on Twitter. I'm trying to find ways to do some more giveaways, and I'm not quite sure how to measure that. Um, the, the, any giveaway I do is going to be—it's to cut people off, whether they can watch it live or not. Countdown Crew Giveaway is going to be coming up next, so hashtag CCs. Get those in there. Again, you comment that the first 90 seconds of any video we go live. You can go from any platform, whether it's Periscope, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Twitch facebook we're streaming live on facebook now um 49ers rush podcast we got our own page we're 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 expanded baby (laughs) but anyway that's out there a couple questions coming in about aaron banks uh jason he knows he knows me too well he says john what do you think about the pick of banks versus humphrey um that's who you wanted i did want creed humphrey i was super high on creed humphrey because he was a perfect fit he eventually went later in the second round But it seems like they put a premium on true guard play. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch never drafted a guard since they've been here. Then they go out and draft two guards. (laughs) And so it's interesting because we've always wanted him to pay more collateral draft, um, collateral, whatever, value towards the interior offensive line. We're tired of getting our quarterbacks hit. Well, what else could you want? You go sign the, de- uh, the decade center of the NFL. And Alex Mack, he steps in at, at center. That's going to help. Then you draft a guard in the second round. That's going to help. And then you double up. <laughs> you, you go get more in the fifth round. A developmental, I thought he'd be a tackle, but they, they got him at a guard. And he's going to get a sit and wait. What happens next year with Lakin? You know, Lakin's in the last year of his deal. Could be extended. He's been great. He's been a mainstay. But if he leaves, now you've got Brunskill and Moore at that backup guard spot. And so you've got some depth there. Yeah. Did I want Creed? Oh, 100%. But it looks like, and the reason why I thought Creed would be such a good fit is he could transition to center eventually. There's no transition for Banks. He's 24 years old, he's already old. Um, you know, he's, he's been around for a while. And he's 24, he's going to start right away. And he has a super high floor. Like he, the the question or maybe the knock on back banks. If we're going to say something negative about him, is can he improve? Is he already kind of topped out? Well, uh, we're going to find out. But I don't think that where he's at now is a bad place to be because if you just don't want your quarterback to get hit, Aaron Banks is that. That's exactly what he brings to the table. So you got to be happy with that. Uh, Now versatility. Yeah, there's some of that there. He played right guard, right tackle, left tackle. He's moved around a little bit. Uh, he had 57 snaps at left tackle, 18 at right tackle, but 2,106 snaps in his career at right, at left guard. Uh, he's going to be playing right guard for us, but he's been all over those spots. Now, balance, sometimes he does get over his feet, but you don't see him on the ground. Um, he, he keeps his feet pretty good. You know, Again, when you're grading offense and defensive alignment film, You keep a little tally mark every time they fall down on a play. Okay, fell down, fell down, fell down. Now, sometimes you get tripped up inside the trenches. Understand that. But, again, one of the things you have to kind of watch is how many times is this dude on the ground? And, And that's a problem. Not a problem for him. So you like that. And whenever you look at the 31 straight starts, that's a big key contributing factor. Because when you go to the ground, that's where people get hurt, tangled up, all that kind of stuff. So, again, if we're talking about, again, trying to step into Kyle Shanahan's sh- shoes and saying, why do we want this guy? He doesn't get the quarterback touched. He doesn't give up space. Doesn't give up space. Here's a clip showing Aaron Banks in Pass Pro. And, again, it doesn't take much of imagination just to plug him in for the 49ers and see this is going to help Garoppolo, this is going to help Trey Lance long-term, It's huge. Here we go. Just look at his zone grade versus gap grade. He had an 87.2 zone blocking grade and only a 64 gap grade, power grade. So he he can do both. But this is where I think Kyle Shanahan's going to fall in love with him. Typically, 49ers don't draft guards. They haven't drafted one guard since (laughs) Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have been here. Even Colton McKivitts was a tackle that they moved to guard. But where I think Aaron Banks sets himself aside from other guards in this class is he gives up nothing in the pass game. You can see him lock on. He's not a long armed guy. That's why he's going to be a guard. Um, only an eighty you know inch wingspan. I say only eighty, but you know six three eighty inch wingspan length isn't his thing. It's width, frame, uh, not even so much strength, but just his feet are okay. That's gonna keep him at guard, but he just does not let them get into the quarterback. Can't get around him, can't get through. Him. Like, like, what's the old song? Can't get over it. <laughs> gotta go through it. Right? Like, that's that's what you gotta do to this guy. Sorry for singing. I don't know. There's some kid's song somewhere that goes like that, I think. Maybe I'm going crazy. But that's what he brings. Now, you go back when we're transitioning back to the run game. One of the things I graded him out positive was his awareness. Oh, man, his head's on a swivel consistently. And one of the ways that you can judge an offensive lineman's awareness is versus stunts and combo blocks, okay? Because both of those, one, you know, a combo block is in the run game where you take the immediate defender and then your buddy comes and helps you and then you get to the second level. He's pretty damn good at that. And again, not a huge mobility guy, but he is able to get to the second level really, really well. Then the opposite of that is against defensive line stunts. So with teams that can't just man on man win, they have to generate different angles and all that stuff. So they're looping and, you know, uh, tackle end stunts and all those things. Well, what's so awesome with a good offensive lineman is they make everybody else better. Okay. And so whenever you see so many clips of Aaron Banks helping his teammates, who's he gonna be lined up against next to? A lot of people want to complain about McGlinchey, and that's fine. We picked up his fifth year option, getting ten point eight million guaranteed for that next year. Um due to just guaranteed for injury. That's it. Um you know, you could move on, but almost nobody ever does. This is gonna help McGlinchy. There's no doubt about it. Because he does not have to worry at all about anything inside. I know that this is a rookie guy. But again, you're talking about somebody that has 2,100 career snaps at the guard position. Brunskill's nowhere near that. He was playing out of position the whole time. Um, So here is a clip of Aaron Banks helping the other linemen. And this is just, ah, it gets me excited, man. Because again, I don't want our quarterbacks getting hit like they have been in the past. And, man, it, I'm telling you what. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is probably most excited about this pick uh, out of anybody in the entire organization. Um, So, again, two-and-a-half-year starter. He's only given up two sacks in his entire career. um, And that's over 2,100 snaps at left guard. He's played some left tackle and right tackle as well. Could do that in a pinch. Not where he should be, though. But something that we keep seeing across film, watch him help two people. Okay, Nobody comes at his gap. So he's going to press outside. You can see the delayed stunt, just a TE stunt, tackle comes first, in comes around. So you check him, you push him outside. Now you got to go help your buddy. Boom. That's more than help. <laughs> you, you moved him good. So we're seeing some pretty good awareness. Again, he's a seasoned vet, two and a half year starters, 31 games started straight. as That's... that's I don't know. My eyes are happy. <laughs> I, I did the breakdown a while ago right after the draft. Or this one, the, the one that we just played. Gosh, man, it, that's exciting. This, this is awesome because we need help. And I don't think Alex Max needs help. He's going to be just fine as is. Alex Max probably going to be helping the rookie out more than the other way around. But what this does do is it allows Mike McGlinchey to focus on his sole job. You're not playing against somebody that doesn't know the position well or whatever else or needs a little bit of extra help. No, no, no. Mike, you fix Mike. <laughs> uh, you got to get to where you got to be to stop getting our damn quarterbacks hit, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, so this is huge. Our offensive line took a giant jump in this offense uh, this offseason, and that's what we've all wanted. It's going to help the run game. It's going to help the passing game. It's going to help both quarterbacks, whoever's back there. Uh, this is a question from Fork Tail Devil. All right, I like that. How would you compare Banks with Uwapati? Uh, Mike Uwapati, I love that dude. Vandal, um, uh, <laughs> we never really replaced him after. So their body types are very similar. Their play style is absolutely not even close to the same. Uapati was a mauler. We had a very physical run style game, not a zone system at all. Uh, back in those times, I think it was drafted under Mike Nolan, if I'm correct. And so the body type is similar, but the aggressiveness is nowhere near on point. Potty was just a freak. And again, that's a guy we, I think, you know, we got in the first round. Potty was huge. Played for the entire NFC West (laughs) and, you know, all pro seasons, all those things. Can Banks be an all pro player? Um, I have a hard time watching his film thinking he's going to be that kind of all-pro guard type guy because he doesn't have the flash plays. I'll show you a couple of his pancakes, and they happen every now and then. But whenever you're looking at all-pro, you're thinking Zach Martin. You know, you're thinking Quinn Nelson out of Notre Dame as well. You're thinking these Marshall Yondas. these kind of big, like, all-pro players are usually guards that grab your attention. That's not who Aaron Banks is. Aaron Banks is he's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Here's what I mean by that. It's delicious all the damn time. You never go to a restaurant and order a PB&J sandwich. It's not your favorite thing ever. But, man, if I'm hungry, I could eat breakfast, I could eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I could have a PB&J sandwich. And what do I mean by that? It's always good. It's never the best. That's not what he does. He's not flashy, but he gets the damn job done every time. You're not going to go to bed with a hungry stomach. Guess what? That's where Aaron Banks comes in. Just consistent. Um, can he be a Pro Bowl guy? Yeah. But do I ever see him being in that All Pro realm? I don't think so. This was a guy that went in the middle of the second round, and so you got to keep that you know kind of at bay. And you be realistic with these guys. I I, I love all these guys. He's six five. That's right. I did say he was six three. I let that slip. I apologize. Uh, he is six foot five, three thirty five. He's a big boy. Um, so thank you. I appreciate that. If I mess that up. Um, so yeah, this is huge. He's not going to be playing left guard like Uwapati did. He'll be playing right guard. But I think that's that's key. Right there. Um, Now, a couple other things, and then we got another giveaway I'm going to do here in a second. I keep talking about just how clean he is, and I can't find issues in his game. Issues are maybe his age. He's already 24. Uh, Just to put that into perspective, Trey Lance is 20. (laughs) This dude is 24. Trey Lance is 20. They're in the same draft class, they're not even close to the same age. Now, awareness that's great all those things going to make the central tackle tackle better because it's good just so clean now again you want nastiness you don't get it much but there are some this is probably one of my favorite play I think this is against Clemson again uh this is a combo block pancake and again you you want that kind of nastiness it shows up sometimes here we go here here's Aaron Banks with an awesome pancake go here get them again guy. i mean Clemson D lines nothing you know they're not amazing but they're good Linebackers are much better. Ooh, nice movement. Pancake, baby. This is it right here. Go get you some. Big man combo block, collapse at the hip, and just keep your feet moving. You just mow this guy down. Pancakes, baby. Pancake served. Boom. On the ground, flips over the top. You love to see it. 49ers haven't had this. Trent Williams can do this, but nobody else on that line kind of does this. This is it right there, right over the top. Yeah, better fix yourself, man. You just got <laughs> gangbusters. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into a 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS 49ERS, for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on Price Picks, Pick more. Pick less. It's that easy.
1: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at That's corient.com. That's corien o-r-e-n-t.com. Corient.com.
0: I love it, man. I- And again, you saw at the end, if you watched the clip with us, the athleticism, he does the forward roll over the body. So think George Kittle in the end zone, right? Where he starts screaming after he pancakes the guy. That's what it was reminiscent of to me. Like, I I love that. And so, yeah, he's got some of that nastiness to him. You don't see it often. Okay. That's not really his go-to, but you know, there's a player to a game where he'll, he'll come out and surprise you. And so, again, just to put this into perspective, this will lead us into our next episode. Trey, uh, yeah, Trey Sermon had more pancake blocks and pass protection in one game than Aaron Banks did. So <laughs> I did one game of Trey Sermon already on Patreon. He had two pancakes in pass pro. Uh, so little spoiler alert, when we talk about Trey Sermon next time we get together, that dude can pass protect now. He, he He's a little bit more nasty than Aaron Banks is. And so whenever you have a running back having more pancake blocks – than a guard, it kind of just puts things into perspective for you. It's there, but that's not really his go-to. That's not really what it is. Rosanna, I love this question. Does this draft put to rest for any position this notion of what a typical Kyle Shanahan pick is? Man, this was a self-scout scheme breaker. You know, whenever you're going through coaching days, let's go back to John Chapman coaching days, we fill out this scouting report on opposing teams and you go through and it's like okay what's their bread and third and short what are they going to do first and ten what is their favorite thing to do uh, what are these tendencies okay when they're on the left hash mark whatever what do they like to do the last so you go through and you try to find all these tendencies and what you do is you self-scout and so you get a couple coaches that aren't involved in your game plan and you say that are a part of you know whether they're like middle school coach or whatever and you tell them okay you guys analyze us and tell us what our tendencies are and what we have to watch out for. I think Kyle Shanahan did this, right? John, John Lynch did this because this draft was unlike any other draft. One, we traded up huge went got a quarterback, whatever. You can talk about that. It doesn't matter. You draft two guards. You've never drafted one guard. You draft two running backs. Haven't drafted a running back all the way since Joe Williams. And that was a failure and traded up for a running back again. So, those are huge. Didn't draft any defensive linemen, and there's so many guys that we we pulled out of this that don't fit the scheme. Line, again, all those morons saying, "Oh, it's Mac Jones, it's Mac Jones, it's Mac Jones, it's Mac Jones." And now there's morons out there saying, with blue check marks, mind you, <laughs> out there saying, "Oh, well, Kyle Shanahan actually didn't get the guy he wanted. He compromised." And oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Kyle Shanahan has as much authority of any coach in the entire NFL. Kyle Shanahan could have picked anybody he wanted at pick three. And so for people that are out there trying to bend over backwards to move the goalpost to make it sound like they knew what they were talking about, freaking incredible, man. It's absolutely like, just say you're wrong. I'm wrong all the time. Ask my wife. She'll tell you. You move on. It's okay. Like, you, you don't have to always be correct. As a teacher, I tell my students that I try to teach my my kids this too, my my two boys, Saying I don't know and I'm sorry does is not a bad thing. You're allowed to say I don't know, and whatever they drafted, Aaron Banks. I, you guys watched live with me. I was like, I don't know, <laughs> like that's okay. But then you dive in, then you figure out, and so you know Rosanna to to put this you know kind of to what you're talking about here. You're right. Our view of Kyle Shanahan, it's got a little bit more nuance to it now on what a Kyle Shanahan guy is because he went all over the map, all over the map. And if you're trying to plot trends and figure out, oh man, this is what they're going to do in the second round, you're not going to find one person out there that said Aaron Banks to the 49ers in the second round. You ain't finding one. You're not going to find one guy that said Trey Sermon. The 49ers will trade up for Trey Sermon. No, because they're not what he has done, right? And so I like that. Kyle Shanahan's evolving. And again, you go back to the biggest draft busts of this front office, and there are many, okay? That first draft was abysmal, bringing back a word from the past, outside of uh, DJ Jones and George Kittle, obviously, but you know Solomon Thomas, Reuben Foster, Joe Williams, yikes. Uh, just bad, just bad. But since then, the draft keeps getting, every single draft there's more hits. They've gotten better and better and better. You look at first-round hits. Good gosh. Nick Bosa, okay, that's a layup. You were given that one. But then Javon Kinlaw and Brandon Ayuk, gosh, that, that's really damn good. Uh, even Mike McGlinchey, which people want to bag on, he got his fifth-year option picked up. I think only 12 people, 12 first-round picks, uh, I think uh, that number might be off, got their fifth-round options picked up. That's 12 out of 32. Nah, I might be wrong on that number. Don't quote me on that number. I don't know the numbers. See, if somebody live can real quick – uh, do a search I, I would love to do this but I, I can't do all these things I need a producer damn it uh, <laughs> uh, how many people out of that draft class Mike McGlinchey got their fifth year option picked up so if somebody's on there and you can figure that out throw that up in the chat Uh very very curious because I think that's one of those metrics of a successful pick now Mike McGlinchey was number nine was he top 10 good I don't think so but I don't think he was like if we redrafted that draft now, I think he'd still be a top twenty pick. So, like, even if we consider that to be, you know, a, a miss, we'll we'll, we'll kind of see what's going on. Um, so, hey, I, I take that for what you will. They're getting better. That's what I'm trying to say. They're getting better. And yes, Tyson, Aaron Banks is going to make Mike McGlinchey better because now Mike McGlinchey can just focus on himself. Um, so, so I think that's kind of what that's about. Now, uh, let's jump back real quick um, to uh, some more Aaron Banks, and then we're going to do our giveaway, our second giveaway here in a second. Going to be 24 years old. Now, a little bit of background on him. Grew up in the Bay Area, baby. Went to El Cerrito High School. Uh, two-sport athlete, basketball and football. Four-year varsity starter. So you look at the acute the, the amount of plays that he has accumulated you know, 31 straight games at the college level, Notre Dame, top level. Four straight years on varsity. He's got seven years starting experience at guard. Seven years. He's got a, he's 24. This dude's old. Now you go to his basketball. Ooh, he could play now. Big boy can move. And so like, he's, he's huge. <laughs> you see this dude out there play basketball. He averaged 29.4 points per game his senior year in basketball. Um, and he he can move. Now, you can tell it's kind of like a Shaq type of thing where they just feed the ball down low. He bodies up people and does all that kind of stuff. That's kind of what he does. But it works. And so to have the athleticism to average almost 30 points a game in high school, and he was big coming out. You know, if you look at the national rankings on Aaron Banks, he was the number three offensive guard in the country. He was only behind Wyatt Davis. Ohio State, and Elijah Vera Tucker, who was a top 15 pick, right, uh, I think top 20 pick, Jets traded up for him, um, received offers all over, uh, 30 scholarship offers. So this is a guy that is a blue-chip prospect player, which matters. I know a lot of people are like, oh, why do you go back to high school, whatever else. What that shows is the talent level that these guys have in their arsenal. Some people outperform it, whatever else. He stayed on point. And he was able to consistently, you know, play through that. And I think that's kind of what's key. Now, let's go to, real quick, this is the front office himself. Let's go to John Lynch um, and Kyle Shanahan talking about what Aaron Banks size and why they liked him so much.
1: I think, um, you know, obviously you always want the guy that's big, that can move, and is a scheme fit, and I think in this case we believe uh, that we found a, a candidate for that. Uh, you know, we we really grew to appreciate Aaron throughout the process. Um, you know, his his film was very good at, at uh, Notre Dame. Uh, the Senior Bowl was a was a positive look in person for us. Um, continued to grow there, and then uh, you know Mike. McGlinchey's incessant, um, you know, <laughs> I'm, uh, cheering for him, um, you know, but uh, he is a bigger guy, um, but uh, he he moves exceptionally well. And so we think he's a really nice fit.
0: So, yeah, I mean, you like the fit, the senior bowl, man, they love senior bowl players. Gosh, they draft so many senior bowl players. Um, yeah, that's, that's huge. And so they, especially with this year, because the Senior Bowl was so important because that was the only place where you got to have a little bit of one-on-one contact. There was no uh, interviews. You know, it was on Zoom, but that's different. Trust me, as a teacher on Zoom, it sucks. <laughs> uh, it's just you're not personality doesn't come across very well, whatever else. They got to meet with them in the Senior Bowl. They got to see them be coached. You got to do those things. Scouts didn't get to go to practices this year. They didn't get to go to games. They didn't get to do those things. So to get that extra kind of involvement with the player – That's huge. And again, when you find out that character and kind of all those things that are going on there, you kind of get to figure out, okay, who is this guy on and off the field? Because that translates. One of the biggest reasons why players are quote unquote busts is not anything we see on film. We don't know what's up here. And so figuring that out and being comfortable with the man, the player, the character, that's huge. And so they had that opportunity at the Senior Bowl. So that makes them feel much more comfortable about this pick, and I like that. Uh, This is from Tyson. Thank you, Tyson. Really appreciate this, brother. Um, He said, 20 fifth-year options were picked up. So 20 out of 32. I guess that was my 12. Uh 12 people didn't get their option picked up. I, I, 12 was in my head somewhere. I appreciate it. I, I assume this is correct uh, from Tyson. Really appreciate it, man. Uh that's going to be my new producer right there, Tyson. What's up, brother? Welcome to the organized <laughs> rush team. Uh that was awesome. So 20 out of 32 first-round picks got their fifth-year option picked up. 12 did not. Um, so there you go. Kind of puts that into perspective there. Um uh, who's the youngest quarterback ever went Super Bowl? I'm pretty sure that's Patrick Mahomes uh, whenever he did it. I think he was 23 or 24. Um, again, you guys can look that up. But, yeah, Trey Lance, uh, and, again, it's different if you're starting quarterback or backup. I'm sure that might uh moving on around there. But you, you start looking at where we're at, okay? And we're kind of wrapping up our Aaron Banks talk. Let me give away this jersey. Second jersey right here, the Trey Area T-shirt, baby. And, again, you want to be a part of these giveaways and all that stuff, all you got to do is hit that subscribe button, man. We give away stuff nonstop. And, you know, I got a little spoiler here. I, I leaked this out on Twitter. Dale, uh, the gentleman who is running the chat for us for the draft, we're kind of pairing up and we're starting our own T-shirt, t-shirt site. So this shirt, this comes from 49ers Hive. Uh, amazing humans. Love those dudes. They're just some of the best people out there. Um, so this is the Trey area shirt. the second one goes to here we go at real teal Neil. I love it. love the handle. awesome guy. he's pretty fun to interact with on Twitter. so at real till Neil congratulations. Uh, if you are a winner, reach out to me again uh, DM me on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman or email 49 rush podcast at gmail.com. Uh give me your information, we'll figure that out. I'll get that stuff mailed out to you and get that in the mail. We got I got stuff. It was it was a lot of fun doing the draft and we did all the giveaways, the fifty dollar gift cards and all this kind of stuff, whatever else. Man, after the draft was over and setting all those things up, whew, man, that was fun. I felt like freaking Santa Claus just sitting, you get a jersey, you get a jersey, <laughs> like you get a shirt. Uh it was fun. It, it was it was a lot of fun. So um big ben is the youngest quarterback to win the super bowl i'm seeing that already um yeah interesting interesting and again yeah colton miller for the raiders got a three-year extension he did not they didn't pick up the option they just redid the deal yeah i thought that was interesting miller had a terrible rookie year pretty good sophomore campaign third year stepped up big time uh, had a really good year last year. Uh, we're going to see how he plays without that amazing interior offensive line that they had. They traded away everybody because they ran out of cash. But, uh, hey, that's them. Now, let's go and let's talk about the offensive line. Let's finish this and what it looks like. Starters, Trent Williams, awesome, <laughs> all pro. Lakend Pro Bowl level left guard. Mack, old, long in the two, 36 years old. But, again, definitely Pro Bowl level. Banks, rookie. That's the question mark. If he could just be average, this offensive line is going to jump through the roof. And then McGlinchey, who I think has so much to prove. So much to prove. He's not getting an extension. The fifth-year option's it. If he goes and balls out this year, then you're talking like, hey, this is somebody that, you know, he could get some money. He's playing for money. This This is a big, big deal for him. If he stays where he is, if he does not improve, Mike McGlinchey, then I think you, we're kind of looking at, you know, that fifth-year option is going to be it. You let him walk after that. And so you, you can't keep that money. He needs to go find another situation. But I don't think that's going to happen. I really believe Mike McGlinchey going to step up. Interior offensive line Backups. Uh, Bruns Skill, and Moore. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about Moore. Uh, Jalen Moore out of Western Michigan, another big guy. Um, But those are your interior offensive linemen. They're moving McKivitz out to tackle. That's what they drafted him at. They moved him inside because they needed help at that guard spot last year. But McKivitz is out wide now. That was our fifth-round guy last year. That puts on notice, that backup swing tackle, it's going to be an all-out battle. Justin School's had it. But when school came in last year in the one game he got to play for Trent Williams, he cost us the damn game single-handedly. School's on the outs. Now, Sean Coleman, he's coming back. We haven't seen him. He had the injury in preseason. We traded for him for the Browns. Then he opted out last year. Um, and Again, he had reasons to do that. But he's back, and he's told the front office he wants to compete. So you've got these three guys fighting for that swing spot. Only one of them is going to get it. We're not keeping McKivitt School. We're not keeping two of these guys. Uh we're just keeping one. So this is like put up or shut up time. School, McKivitz and Coleman. That's going to be such a fun battle. I want McKivitz to win it. Um that, that's just me. I like the nastiness that he brings and whatever else and again the versatility that he brings. So we're going to have to see there what what's going to happen. Now, let's talk a little bit about Jed York. <laughs> um, this dude just went on a freaking comedy rant Uh, on draft day the time before acted like how many miles should i run five miles or ten miles you know talking about the numbers and all that stuff uh he recently came out with a quote that said he would he'd be fine with trey lance sitting for two years and how it would be great for the 49ers if you know jimmy garoppolo goes out there wins a super bowl and we keep him for another year and then make the transition that's not happening um i want jimmy garoppolo to win a super bowl this year we all should You root for your players. I know we all want Trey Lance. He's the shiny new toy. It is in the 49ers' best interest and the fans for Jimmy Garoppolo to be the quarterback for a while. I think that the transition will take place around bye week, uh, depending on when the bye week comes out. Uh, Next week um, May 13th is when the schedule release is I'm excited about this Uh, We're doing two road trips this year To two away games And we're going to have some events And some meetups And record live and all that stuff So I got to wait and see the dates And plan with the family And see what we can do But uh, we're going on the road this year Again, I, I keep telling you guys We're just getting started Like this is I think we're 375 episodes in I think this is episode 375 And I feel like we're just getting started, man uh we're 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 stepping our game up. That that's taking place. But depending on when that bye week is, that's gonna be key to circle the calendar. Okay, if Jimmy is an elite, then this is where the transition will take place. Ideally, you're gonna have a week seven, you know, bye week. That's what you would want. Week six, week seven. That's what again seventeen week season now. Seventeen game season, eighteen week season. So You let him go through training camp, learning. You let him go through the first quarter of the season, learning. And, you know, you're turning up that heat on Jimmy. If Jimmy goes out and goes, you know, five and one, you stay with Jimmy if he's playing fairly well. But if he's struggling and those turnovers, I'm telling you right now, here's the reason why Jimmy would be benched. Turnovers. 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 Trey Lance, one interception in his career. I know it's only 17 career starts, but that's bananas. Should have had more, but that's all right. Um, So so you kind of like that. Now let's talk Richard Sherman. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan, again, back to this. You know, we started with this. I don't think anything's happened just yet. But it, it came out. Richard Sherman's meeting with the 49ers. Now he's also meeting with Seattle. He wants to go to a contender. He wants to go to a place where he knows he's welcome. Every team wants Richard Sherman on there. There's no doubt about that. I want them to sign Richard Sherman. We could definitely use him. Uh, oh my gosh, we need we need depth. I know we drafted two outside corners or two corners who could play outside in Demo and Ambry, but no, we cannot have too many corners. Remember, number 27 <laughs> is still on this roster and he's a great special teams player, number 27 is, but good Lord, Richard Sherman would be absolutely great. Would he start for us? I don't know. I think he probably would. I think that he probably would, but it would give us depth. So here's Coach Shanahan, and again, this puts so much perspective on why you would bring back Richard Sherm. Sherm. We love Sherm. Um, he's a friend. Um, got as much respect for him as anyone I've ever coached. Uh, I think the last time I talked to him was Easter. Uh, i sure I will sooner than later. Um, but Sherm's in a good situation where you know, Sherm's a businessman. He's going to find out the best opportunity for him. I know teams are going to want him. Um, but when you're in a situation like him at his age, which these guys do, and you have the credentials he does, you sit back and you watch and you find the best opportunity for yourself. And I know Sherm's probably going to want to go to a contender just knowing him um, and how competitive he is. And uh, he'll sit back and be smart and make the right decision
1: for himself. But, you know, when you got a guy that you trust, you care about, and you also know how competitive he is,
0: I know we would never rule him out. Yeah, and, you know, I see this in there from JVC. Sherman's no longer great. I agree. I don't think that he is great. I still think that he's a better corner than what we got. Um, Him and Emmanuel Mosley, they're completely different players with completely different skill sets and all this stuff. But the thing that Sherman brings is he's basically a damn coach. If you're an Ambry Thomas fan, you want Richard Sherman in that locker room. Because if you want Ambry Thomas to reach his potential, you need Sherman around. Now, the financials are going to be interesting. you know his market took a big hit. I was thinking initially, you know probably six to eight million. I think now it's probably three to four million, and he's his own agent, and he's going to bet on himself like he always has. You could finagle some of that room, but this starts chewing into a little bit of the Fred Warner extension. So you have enough money to sign all the rookies. you've done that. You've got about seven and a half million around there left on the salary cap. Let's say you give two to three to Sherman. Well, now you're kind of hurting yourself a little bit with the Fred Warner contract. He's going to need about seven to eight to get that done. Um, now, again, you could just backload that like crazy. Uh, so we'll have to see. But yeah, if we bring back Richard Sherman, I'd be very, very happy with that. Very, very happy with that. Um, there is no doubt he would make our team better. There's no doubt on, in my mind. Even if he doesn't start. Um, he's going to make our team better. You could use the depth. It's our still our weakest position. We did draft two corners, but it still hurts. It still hurts. So, uh, again, if it's a good friendly deal, you know, Sherman's going to want to start. And so that's going to be the issue. Is, is he going to start? He's not coming back to be a backup. So we'll have to see there. Now, that's going to do it for us today. This has been fun. Hopefully, you feel a little bit better about Aaron Banks and know a little bit more. Again, kind of what we're here for is to educate and to make us be more involved and understand where the 49ers are going. And so that's kind of what we want. That's what we want to see. Um, All right. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Brian Carter, the man. I love Brian. Dude knows his stuff. See the news about the Niners getting two seventh-round comp picks for 2022. Every pick with draft capital. Yeah, uh, it does help. And So I haven't seen this yet. I, I know draft capital, kind of the cutoff for compensation pick signings, happens I think today or tomorrow. So that might have hit. Um you know, for losing all those guys, and we'll do a whole assessment on that once all that comes out and go over that. That's going to apply to next year's draft, and, yeah, we could use some picks next year. There's no doubt about it. Uh, always more picks, the better, even if they're sevens. Going back to our trip, balky days, more sevens. Uh, that's what he was about. That's going to do it for us. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that like Uh, thumbs up, that helps us out a lot. Again, Patreon, I'm going to be having the Ambry Thomas breakdown up here pretty soon in the next day or two, so look forward to that. Thank you guys so much for all the support. Hit subscribe, and as always, stay strong, faithful.
2: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with Replacement Screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screens